Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll into the Memorial Day weekend. And obviously Memorial Day weekend about honoring and respecting everyone who has given us the freedoms to be able to have the good fortune to live in the United States. And we talk sometimes on this show, both Buck and myself, we're pretty big history nerds. And Buck, I will say one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do from a history nerd perspective, I don't know if you've gotten to go, I don't know if we've talked about this, uh, I got to go to spend the day touring the beaches of Normandy uh, several years ago, and when you get to the United States uh, cemetery there and you see all of those white crosses as far as you can see of those you know young teenage 20-something at best oftentimes are in their 30s, but most of the time much younger than that, and you see the ground that they stormed, it's an incredibly ennobling experience and what's wild is even 70 some odd years after january uh, june 6th of 1944 you can still see that ground it still looks very similar it's hallowed ground but still farms it hasn't changed very much in that area of france and so as we sort of move into memorial day obviously a lot of you also uh, are, are going to be hanging out with friends. I know, Buck, down in Miami, you're going to have uh, some friends over to uh, to your and Carrie's place. I'm sure that we'll do the same uh, in the Nashville area, uh, spend some time with friends and family, much less serious than, uh, than honoring all those who have given us the opportunity uh, to have the freedoms that we do. Big part of typically Memorial Day for a lot of people is grilling out. We start to celebrate the start of summer and we're in an incredible inflection point here, uh, by which I mean, I don't know that we have ever seen people out there who are on the right, who are conservatives, who are independent, who are reasonable, rising up against brands. And I don't know how many of you have seen these the, this footage out there. And I want to give you a preview of where I think this is going. Bud Light is basically giving away their beer now. 
I mean, Walmart's everywhere, grocery stores. If you're out and about this weekend, yes. And I think what they're doing, Buck, is they've gotten so desperate because nobody is buying Bud Light that they are basically giving it away, and they're going to be losing tens of millions of dollars in revenue in the process, but they're just trying to get rid of their product now. It's like when you've uh, overloaded on inventory and people haven't bought what you want, um, and they're going to try to say, well, we've reversed the collapse in our business because over Memorial Day weekend, yeah. their volume theoretically may go back up because so many people are going to go out and buy. You see this, though? The Post is reporting that Bud Light truck drivers have been flipped the bird and called homophobic slurs. Uh, just I know this audience already knows this, but the Bud Light truck drivers are not to blame in any of this. They had no part of the First of all, the, you shouldn't do this to anybody anyway. You shouldn't be um you know profane and nasty to people you don't know for no reason um but you know it's one thing to choose not to buy a product it's another thing to uh yeah you know but, to but, take it out because I, I actually i actually i bring it up because i feel bad for the bud light truck drivers because those guys first of all listen to this show yeah they're on our team for the most part and you know they're they're paying a financial price here and i think that can get lost in all this i'm not saying that doesn't mean that in the end we got to do these things and this is the way it's going to be but Maybe something to think about, you know, if you happen to be a, I don't know, man, if you know some guy who's a conservative who owns a beer, maybe he could help some of these guys out, get them to transport other beer. Well, I think what has to happen is what is happening, and and there's going to be some collateral damage along the way. And, yeah, certainly you should treat people with respect who are out, you know, busting their asses to try to keep this economy uh, rolling as opposed to Democrats who are primarily sitting in their air conditioning still uh, – <laughs> Still, uh, still arguing that, that the lockdowns made a lot of sense when everybody out there who had to keep the country running never actually got to lockdown, um, which almost no one talks about. Uh, yeah, grocery store stockers, the, the we're just, gas we're, station we're people. We're protective of our truckers here. After years and years of doing radio, the truckers are like a special family within the family. But what you're seeing is, um, I, 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 I think this is a big deal. Disney is now taking it on the chin. Target taking it on the chin. Bud Light taking it on the chin to the extent that Bud Light is now almost a verb where brands are sitting around saying we don't want to get Bud Lighted. Target stock price has collapsed billions of dollars in lost market capitalization. As many of you out there listening to us right now, particularly moms who I would say are the backbone of the Target shopper, are deciding, you know what, I'm not going to go out and spend my money with a company like Target, which is thumbing its nose at us. And the fact that Disney has become a battleground here is really kind of fascinating to me. And Trump uh, has come out. We played the audio yesterday of Donald Trump talking about Ron DeSantis, and he basically, Trump, has taken the side of Disney. DeSantis came out and said, look, Trump's taking Disney's side Listen to this discussion last night with, I believe, Eric Bowling on Newsmax, Buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to this. Some of the things he's been attacking me on, I've been a little surprised at because he's attacking me from the left. And that really wasn't the Donald Trump from 2015 and 2016. I mean, he was a hard charger leaning in uh, on all the issues, very edgy on conservative issues. And it was part of the reason he did so well. Uh, but when he's taken Disney's side against me, I just kind of wonder, like, OK, I get he wants to hit me, but don't take the side of a multinational corporation that wants to sexualize kids, he's also hitting me against voting against immigration amnesty to hit me for being taken the America first position. I just think is a little little strange. So I'm not sure what has 
strategy is, but I think he's taking positions that are a little bit different than four or five years ago. Would you have ever believed, Buck, because I, I, I candidly would not, that a Republican primary debate would be fought over whether Disney should be supported or not? This, to me, is a, a testament to how much of a disaster Bob Iger's leadership of Disney, and I saw it initially coming, Buck, because I saw what they did to ESPN. And so the way that they turned ESPN, which used to be, you know, I'd get up in my in the morning, Buck, I'd pour my my cereal. I watched it in college. It was sports. Yeah, you put on Sports Center. It was crazy. It's just I know sports. it's crazy. You put on Sports Center, you would see who won or not. And now, you know, Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann back in the day were an iconic duo on Sports Center. Now Keith Olbermann is sending tweets at you and me like that are just deranged, <laughs> he's completely out of deranged yeah. lunatic. But the, what is happening with Disney, I saw happen at ESPN. That's why I found it OutKick. And now I see it going on at the larger corporate level. And I do think it's strange, Buck. I mean, you tell me if you disagree. I think it's strange that Donald Trump is coming down on the side of Disney when the bills that were put in place in Florida don't teach, you know, kindergarten, first, second, third graders about sex-related issues, I got a second grader. He just finished school, by the way, yesterday. He's now out for the summer. Congrats to Nash, my youngest. Um, I don't want him taught sex-related things in second grade. Like that, That's absurd. And so the idea that Trump would be, as he put out his uh, attack ad on DeSantis yesterday that we played on the show, coming down on the side of Disney and against DeSantis is really strange because now Trump's on the side of big business. Look, I think one thing we're going to see is that for people for whom uh, Trump is already the guy, there will be a sense that how did he win in 2016? And it was this, you know, ambush, no rules, do whatever you do to win. Amazing campaign. But but, because that's what you're up against with the Democrats. So this anything, no holds barred, anything goes. And, and, and that worked in 2016. And it worked also because he, he was a true political outsider. And so the question now becomes, as a former president and somebody who had four years in office, can you really do that again? Right? Cause now you, you don't just know that you were the system. Yeah. And this is another part of it that people keep saying, oh, he's an outsider. You're not a political outsider when you were the president. I, I I hate to be maybe a little little harsh on this, but you're no longer now. That doesn't mean you don't have an outsider's mentality about D.C. It doesn't. But we have to add some perspective here. It's not someone who does it. It's not like oh, I've the guy had the nuclear codes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this is a, this is the absolute top of of the government is being the president, and and so I just wonder how the strategy works now. To your point about DeSantis and Disney, to Take whatever position in the primary is advantageous in his mind to win. Does that work? Um, irrespective of what it would change for a general election position, right? Cause I, cause I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if there's some people who are all in, and we, and we heard from like three all in Trump supporters just in the last hour, they're all in on Trump already in the primary. Um, is this just Trump? doing what he has to do to outflank DeSantis because this is a no holds barred primary or, is this um, Trump actually change? Is, is this really his position, or is this just to beat DeSantis? That's essentially what I'm asking. Yeah, and and my question would be, what does Trump disagree about what DeSantis has done with Disney? Because I'm going to be honest with you, every step of the way that remember, 
Disney threw the first punch at Ron DeSantis. And you can say, and this was there coming out against the bill, that huge majorities of parents support, which is why I think it's emblematic of how much Disney has lost their way. Remember what Disney did. They came out and said, we disagree with a Florida bill that doesn't allow sexuality to be taught to kindergarten, first, second, and third graders. I mean, why in the world did Disney take that perspective in the first place? Disney's perspective is radical left wing here and not supported by most parents. So if you're DeSantis, you could take that punch, right? Sometimes you take a punch and not respond. But no, DeSantis came back and said, wait a minute. Disney, if you're going to try to tell Florida people how we can raise our kids, then I'm not going to allow you to get favorable political treatment when it comes to zoning on your amusement parks, the so-called Reedy Creek, uh, which is basically just giving Disney the ability to do whatever they want with that property. We're not going to give you special treatment. So then they took away that. Like That seems totally rational to me. Well, it seems to me also that at the state level, that's what Disney had. It's kind of the swamp. I know Disney, beloved corporation, all this stuff, but... Yeah, but they had a special deal. They had a, a extra uh, edge over their competitor. That and Universal Studios Correct. and SeaWorld don't have, so, for instance. So isn't the swamp when it's people that are leveraging their connections to get unfair advantages yeah. over other players? So so to me, um, and I know swamps in Florida mean a different thing. I think they're, swamps are beloved wetlands down here. They're not swamps. But you all know what I mean. It's a different situation a little bit. So... You know, again, and, and when we ask these questions, and we're going to go to calls in the back half of uh, of this hour too on this. You know, we really put it out there. We're we're just watching and observing this primary too, like all of you, and trying to understand the strategies. And you know, there's going to be hits for both sides. There's going to be misses for both sides. And I, I think we're going to learn we're going to learn a lot in the weeks ahead about how all this stuff is being uh, addressed. But I mean, I I think that. We always have to be rooted in what is, what is reality? What do we know? And I've never seen, I, I don't understand the, ar- the argument about Disney and, and DeSantis within the right seemed to me like it was already settled a long time before the primary, which is in- unless you want woke corporations telling your 12 year olds that they're actually transgender, you got to do something. Yeah. And, and, and look, I understand the idea in 1969, I think was when Disney, uh, basically opened Disney World or began to buy all that property. Florida was a different place. So they were super excited for Disney to come. I think a lot of people who are in Florida now are like, yeah, Disney's fortunate to be located in Florida because guess what? They kept Disney World open when Disneyland got shut down for a year. So I, I'm actually curious. 800-282-2882. What would you argue DeSantis did wrong with Florida uh, as it pertains to the battle with Disney? Because if Trump's going to rip him on the relationship with Disney, and I would say the same thing to Trump, what would you have done different? Because when I look at the way that the Disney battle went, I don't know that I would change anything. So if you're out there listening to us right now, again, Target, Bud Light, I think people, uh, parents conservatives, people on the right, people on the middle, people maybe even a little bit to the left are finally fighting back against this woke agenda. What did they get wrong? What If you're supporting the Trump attack on Disney, what did DeSantis do wrong? Because I don't see it. I don't see that as a fertile attack, and I also just don't see that DeSantis did anything wrong at all. 800-282-2882. 
Light it up. Tell us what you think. I hope you had the chance to join me earlier this week for an exclusive interview with an extraordinary market analyst by the name Mason Sexton. If that sounds familiar, well, it's because, yeah, that's right, Mason Sexton happens to be my dad. He told us all about the great disruption of 2023. And if you missed it, you can still watch the replay now at disruption2023.com. I'm really proud of my dad. He received worldwide attention for his uncanny prediction of the 1987 stock market crash and then went on to make other incredibly accurate and timely market calls. Then he went and started behind the scenes advising some major hedge funds and living a pretty quiet life. But he decided it's time to come back out and make his first major prediction in 30 years about something he sees coming that is truly terrifying for America. And he says it's going to set off in a matter of weeks and is going to play out for the next three years. In this interview, Mason reveals a a controversial, strange secret that's allowed him to make some of the biggest market calls in history. This interview won't stay online forever, so take advantage now. You can watch our conversation about the forthcoming Great Disruption at Disruption2023.com. That's Disruption2023.com. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons one having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan two diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation and three historically gold increases in value over time You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 
995-G-O-L-D. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a ball to my face. you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, so Clay, we mentioned this yesterday. This Florida man, 23 years old, he got his arm bitten off by a 10-foot alligator because he went to relieve himself at a pond while he was at a bar where the line was too long. He fell in the water. He was drunk. And we actually have some audio of the guy. Play it. I lose my life. lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. So he's got a pretty good attitude about the situation that he just lost an arm to an alligator. And I, I put out this poll, and I was wondering what your answer would be. The worst way, now he's he's fine. He lost, I mean, he lost an arm, but he's going to be okay. The worst way to, to if you were going to, if you were going to bite it, you know what I mean? If you were going to, if you were at the end, shark, crocodile, bear, lion. I put out the poll. Which one do you go with? All right. I'm going to give you my answer, but we've got to come back and I've got to read you the quotes <laughs> oh from this guy. I know we played that one little short segment. So just so you guys know, I know it's Memorial Day weekend. A lot of you are going to be out at the beach. Maybe a lot of you traveling around in Florida. This guy lost his arm because he said it was too crowded, Buck, the bathroom line. So he went and decided to pee by a lake. And when I play, when, when I read some of these quotes for you, when you come back, you, you're going to be like, this is not this. I'm reading from the New York Post. These quotes are unbelievable. And don't give us the answer yet, but I want him to think about this one. Worst way to go. Shark, crocodile, bear, lion. Clay will tell us, and we have poll results. Memorial Day special weekend analysis coming back with a guy who got taken while he's going to pee by the lake. If your business has five or more employees, you made it through the craziness of COVID, you might qualify for a tax refund up to $26,000 per employee. Companies help more than 17,000 companies so far complete the paperwork and return this little-known IRS program innovation refunds. Look, it doesn't cost anything. They've given back $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC they may be able to help your business as well. No upfront charges. Innovation refunds gets paid after you get paid. Absolutely no risk. Takes as few as 10 minutes. Here's all you need to do. Go to their website, getrefunds.com. That's where and how you can start applying for an employee retention credit. That's the ERC. Let me make it to you clear again. Getrefunds.com. You can also download the app from the App Store, getrefunds.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Friday edition as we roll into the holiday weekend. Okay, I teased this, and I saw these quotes, and Buck and I were texting this story back and forth because it was just so crazy. Um, this guy, this Florida guy, I want everybody to be careful out there, especially if you're going down to Florida for uh, the holidays here. Uh, this guy, Jordan Rivera, said the line was too long at the bathroom, so he decided to go down by the uh, lake to go pee. And here's his quotes. These are real quotes. I just saw a little lake, so I was trying to go over there and take a little pee. Say he didn't realize how big the pond actually was. This is a quote. Something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me kind of just went down and I ended up in the water 
and that's literally the last thing I remember. Okay, Buck, I don't know about you, but I'm going to bet that this guy was pretty drunk because when you say something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me kind of went down and I ended up in the water, it's bad enough to end up in the water. He ended up in the water with a 10-foot alligator that took his arm. Here's a quote. I looked over and I saw my arm the way it was, and I was like, whoa, it was the craziest thing. It was almost like out of a movie. Uh, and then we had the quote where he says, I didn't lose my life. He says uh, they don't even serve food. He said he wanted, this is the other thing. He said there's gossip that he decided he was going to go hand feed an alligator. And he said he wants to dispel that rumor. They don't even serve food at the bar. Couldn't have even served the gator food. It's completely not true. And he said, again, these guys saved his life. Another amazing quote. The first thing I would do is shake the man's hand, said Rivera, perhaps forgetting that he lost the arm, said it feels like it's kind of there. Anyway, um, Angel saved him. Did you asked this question. Wrapped a tourniquet on him to stop the bleeding. A, I mean, a you veteran lose your arm. was there yeah, up, to try. A, a veteran, yeah, yeah, that to, makes sense. to try to uh, to save this arm. All right. So I would say, of all the things that could happen when you leave and go outside, Buck. Full disclosure: Have you ever left a crowded bar because you couldn't get to the bathroom and gone outside to pee? I one hundred percent plead the fifth on this matter. I, I will just. I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm I will admit to it. I one hundred percent have seen long lines in the bathroom before. Gone outside. This guy was just going to go pee in the pee in the lake. He says. Next thing you know. He's attacked by an alligator and loses his arm. That is the worst uh, result of the bar, the bar line being too uh, too long for the bathroom. So I gave you the option. Yes. If you're meeting your maker because shark, crocodile, bear, or lion attack, and I have data to back this up. I think I think it's crocodile, and I'll tell you, you why my answer. Worst. I think worst. crocodile would be the worst. But I know alligator, crocodile. This is an alligator, but you know, it's, it's a large reptile that eats you. I'll tell you my theory on why it's the worst. Two analysis points. One, um, in the water, I think not only would you be likely to be attacked by an alligator or crocodile, you would know that you were being it eaten, ripped to pieces. But I also think the likelihood is you probably would drown. So drowning is supposedly an awful way to go. They do the death roll. That's right. So I think you combine getting killed by a live animal and also drowning, which sounds like the worst possible way to go other than like getting burned to death or something, which is awful. I will tell you, it was it was shocking to see there are this little poll, little Friday poll. There are thousands of people that weighed in four thousand plus votes. Crocodile came in with the worst way to go in the animal kingdom, at least of these options. I wanted to throw hippopotamus on there because they're actually incredibly dangerous, and I just feel like no one, you know, going by a hippo would be like getting eaten by a panda bear. Like we still think of them as cute, even though they're actually quite dangerous. But it was fascinating to read the analysis that uh, people came up with, Clay, in the comments. People went deep on the like various. All of a sudden, there's there must be a lot of EMS folks uh, that are following me on Twitter because they're talking about the difference in how. But everyone was like, "Lion, no big deal." Lions are apparently they're just like, "Yeah, they grab you by the neck, you're out like a light, no problem." I think they would end you quickly. Yeah, they they say end quickly. Shark, you're talking massive blood loss, trauma that probably also pretty fast, all things considered. Although just being in the water, which you also have with the crocodile, very scary. Some of the folks that weighed in with the bear one, the bear one was actually way worse than I thought it would be because apparently bears 
um, they kind of maul slowly. So anyway, people went very deep into the comments here. Crocodile was the winner of the worst. A bad way to go. What do you think happened to this guy? Do you think he was just, my theory would be he, passed, he was super he, drunk. Super and, drunk, passed out, and then the alligator, because I don't believe the alligator was there. Like coming like out stalking, of the water. Yeah, after like, like I, I think he probably passed out at the water's edge, which is where alligators, they're ambush hunters, that's where they do it. And and then, you know, it was, you know, it just went for it. I don't know. I, I mean, that is, I mean, again, when he says, like, I was standing by the water, and I bet he started to have a little bit of the spins, maybe he had a lot of drinks, and then he just went in the water. He's like he didn't drown. I, you know, I asked Carrie this question recently, and as a as a transplanted uh, New Yorker, it's just, I feel like people that live in these areas would never think about this. So the 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 habitat of the American alligator goes up into it's obviously florida's like you know grand central for alligators right and then you go up and uh and you see it in georgia plenty of alligators yep. parts of eastern texas there are alleys southeastern texas there are alligators but right around like the carolinas it starts to stop right like you the, the range slows down but i ask I, I, this is a real question we probably have enough there must be a zone yeah. where you think oh i'll just go swimming in my lake house because there's like there's no gators up here, but actually, you know, I mean, I think like like maybe part of South Carolina or part of North Carolina, like there have to be places where you think you're in the safe zone and you're going to go splashing around in the pond, but maybe you got a gator that's, you know, got a fleece, got a vest on or something. He well, can handle the cold. It's a great point. And also, Florida people can get pretty cocky because, you know, you'll be out on your boat, you'll be out jet skiing, you'll be out. They're not as afraid of alligators as I would say a lot of people elsewhere are. And the other aspect of this is that that is such a good point because there are places like Memphis for instance, has alligators. I was going to say, I just then. checked. Yeah. Folks in Tennessee, you you think you're all safe in Tennessee in Clay's home state. There are alligators in Tennessee, they, but they, not many. There are now some around Memphis. And if you're in North Alabama, uh, I believe, like around the Huntsville area, where the Tennessee River, there's, there's certain places where there are a few alligators there. It definitely seems unfair that you would, you know, go jump in a lake in Memphis and suddenly right. you should, see an you alligator. Should be safe from you should be safe from alligators. But then, there. you know, I mean, there was a, uh, there was one. I mean, there's a total like the odds of this are one in a million. You know, there was a great white, a great white shark attack, a fatal one, up off the islands of Maine that happened well, a few years ago. So there's a, sometimes things, crazy things happen. There's a great uh, shark attack book. Um, about, I think it was like in the 1920s, and it's part of what inspired Jaws. A oh, great Matawan Creek. I know. Oh, dude, I can see it. We can talk about Matawan Creek all but the time. That, Three that, attacks in a few days. I think it was a bull shark. 1911, maybe, I think it was. This 14? is like way off the coast, right? Somebody's seven just, miles inland. Seven miles inland. You just jump into a freshwater creek and you get killed by a shark. 1916, off in the Jersey Shore, there was a brackish creek connecting to the ocean. It was 1916. That's a great and, book. What's the name of the book that they wrote about this? It, they think it was one shark that killed tons of people because at the time, and it goes all into the history. Close to shore, the terrifying shark attacks of 1916. Is that the one? I read, I, it may be the book. I, I read a fantastic one about the, this this particular shark attack where they think it was one Ooh, shark. there's one called I Survived, the shark attacks of well, that's for kids oh whoops sorry. Uh, the, and the i survived books are actually my my boys really liked the i survived uh shark attack books but if you want one to scare you uh as we're coming in now to the holiday season to uh with memorial day weekend and people typically going out to the beaches for the first time 
Uh, I'll look up during commercial break and see if I can find the exact title of that book. Uh, but it is really well done because it dives into, but for a long time, people didn't know whether sharks were dangerous, right? Like they, they didn't have like a good sense for, because remember, it wasn't that long ago. People didn't used to go into the ocean as leisure, right? Like, oh, you're just going to go swim, uh, in the ocean. Like that wasn't something that was very popular in the 1700s and the 1800s and everything else. It's only the beach as leisure that has really kind of taken off in the last hundred years in many ways. Yes. So it's a fascinating kind of portrayal about the way that Americans decide to spend their time and, uh, and what the dangers are, uh, associated with it. So put it on the radar. I'll look it up. I'll share it with you. If you want a fun book that will also terrify you, uh, because I've been arguing for a while, Buck, I think it's true. The most influential movie ever made in terms of changing everybody's behavior was Jaws. Because I don't, I don't think there's a single one of you out there that will go into the water now and not think about getting eaten by a shark, even though the odds are virtually zero. And you might have done it before uh, Jaws was yeah, made. But, you know, that guy who went to the pond probably thought the odds were zero, too, buddy. You never know. Yeah, be careful. Stand in line for the bathroom this weekend. You might lose your arm otherwise. Your support for our friends at MyPillow has allowed them to be the incredible company they are today. To their credit, they continue to offer great value on the most popular products. We've talked about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, more. Latest offer, man, it's incredible. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually they're ninety nine ninety eight, right at a hundred bucks. Right now you can get them for twenty five bucks with the promo code Clay and Buck. That's nearly seventy five percent in savings. To find the offer, go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square. Clearance price twenty five dollars on the towel. We got them. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually a hundred bucks. Right now they're twenty five bucks. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can call. Again, MyPillow.com, 25 bucks on the hand towels and the uh, bath and washcloths. Usually, they are 100 bucks. Right now, 25. Clay and Buck, use that code, MyPillow.com. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons one having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan two diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation and three historically gold increases in value over time You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free, brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome back to Clay and Buck, 800-282-2882 on those phone lines. And, uh, you know, Clay, I'm, I, look, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, this is a story up on the Daily Mail right now. Oh, it is It is close to shore? Tell us, yes. well, tell us what the book yeah, is. Yeah, I just, I, I, I would love to give book tips. I read this book. It was fantastic. Uh, the book is called Close to Shore, The Terrifying Shark Attacks of 1916. Michael Capuzzo is the author. I don't know how long the book has been out. I read it. It's really well done. It supposedly was the story that provided the idea to Peter Benchley, who wrote the, the novel Jaws, uh, which was then obviously turned into the fabulously successful Steven Spielberg movie, which actually, Buck, began i believe i'm correct in this i think jaws was the beginning of the summer movie blockbuster and i think jaws came out in like what did jaws come out 1976 yeah. uh that sounds i have to check that sounds about right um let me just say uh the Matawan creek was if you haven't seen it it is very narrow at some points i mean you're, you're talking about a creek that is at some of the attacks were six or seven miles yes. from the ocean and the creek is long, like if you look at the photo the creek is not very wide tiny. you would at, never believe a it, shark it, could get in it there. it gets to be about eight to ten feet in some places which when you think of a 10 foot creek the notion that you could be attacked by a man and it, it killed i believe was it three people i think maybe attack three killed two but severe shark attacks in a short period of time they believe that it was a bull shark because of the brackish nature is that what it said in the book by the way that's always what i've read yeah that's some a great question some I... people have said that oh but maybe it was like a rogue great white i believe that the most of the zoologists out there were uh what are the what are the people that are um uh you know the water zoologists you know what i'm talking about yeah the, uh, animal uh the, well, marine biologist marine biologist or zoologist who cares point is um they think it's a bull shark interesting Interesting about bull sharks, they're believed to have the highest testosterone levels of any animal in the world, and they can go into fresh as well as salt water. So they're taking a lot of chalk, those bull sharks. I'm this was a great white, they think. Um, uh, all along, they the think Jersey it was a great shore. white. Yeah, that was. I thought that's in what it was. Creek. Yeah, oh, in Matawan wow. Creek. I'd always. I had. I had read in other shark attack books. They believe it was a bull. Shark. You you would leave. You would love. I mean, I think everybody out there, if you like this show. Uh, close to shore again. The terrifying shark attacks of twenty uh, nineteen sixteen. 
it's a fabulous book. Now, if you're gonna, it's it's not necessarily the one you want to read while you're sitting at the beach, uh, because uh, interesting. So they say they caught a seven foot, two hundred and thirty pound bull shark at the mouth of Matawan Creek. But there are some people who say that it was actually a white shark. But because of the nature, anyway. Do we have a do we have a marine biologist in the audience who could weigh in on this one? I bet a lot of other people have read this book because it was a bestseller uh, back in the day when it came out. And uh, again, we're probably going to make this author a ton of money because uh, I, I bet he hasn't had an endorsement like this. I was going to say it's, it's great beach reading, but then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm yeah, kind of a I don't pool. know necessarily kind of that guy. it's the best one. But yeah, July 1916. A lone great white left its usual deep ocean habitat headed along the New Jersey shoreline and in Beach Haven and Spring Lake. And in, this was, by the way, 11 miles inland. The most ferocious and unpredictable of predators began a deadly rampage. The first shark attacks on swimmers in U.S. history. Because, again, it's really kind of fascinating. They never believed at, up to that point necessarily that sharks were this dangerous to humans. Um, and so anyway, you, you will love it. It's all about the history of sharks and, uh, swimming and bathing and everything else associated with, uh, the beach lifestyle because this was basically as the beach lifestyle began common to exist. You know, the idea that you'd put on a bathing suit and go swim in the ocean for fun was not something that in the 1800s necessarily existed at all. It's a very good point. Also, I wonder, I, I've, I've seen stuff about how even, um, some people who were, especially if you were impressed into naval service, you know, yeah. you're forced to in the age of the great sailing ships. Like, not everybody knew how to swim. Oh, imagine, imagine being yeah. out there on a ship in the middle of the ocean. It's like if this thing, even if you're within sight of shore, this thing goes down. Uh, I'm in, I'm in rough shape. One of the things that was so great, we were talking earlier about. It's obviously Memorial Day. Another great book um, uh, about the, uh, the the soldiers who decided to uh, to to jump into uh, behind enemy lines on the Nazis. Many of the guys in the 101st Airborne Buck who ended up jumping out and fighting Nazis, the first time they ever went up in an airplane, they jumped out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is a that is a detail for everybody out there who's ever been in an airplane. How badass were these kids? These were, you know, farm guys. They'd hardly ever been anywhere. They'd never been in an airplane. Can you imagine the first time you got in an airplane jumping out with a parachute? Uh, I still haven't. I've actually never. Have you ever done no, a skydiving? I'm terrified to skydive so, in the you know, first place. They I, don't, used to, I don't like heights yeah, a lot. Langley used to, as part of our basic training and CIA, there was some skydiving, I think, way back in the day. But then the nerds took over, and we're like, I don't want to sprain an ankle. So, you know. But can you imagine the first time you ever got in an airplane? If you can remember out there listening to us right now, the first time you got in an airplane, how awe-inspiring, how terrifying, how amazing it is to be up above the clouds. The first time you ever went up in an airplane, you jumped out of it. This is a different level of bravery from those guys to the very first time. And then, of course, you jump out of an airplane while getting shot at by Nazis and fight them. Um, The whole story of these guys and and the mobilization of the country surround World War II. I can't get enough of it. Are you a, you have to pick one, Band of Brothers or the Pacific? I like Band of Brothers. Yeah, and 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 the books around. I mean, I think it's just most people focus on Europe, but I, I wish I knew more about. I the think Pacific they're both War. A plus. I probably go the Pacific if I have to choose between the two, but both excellent. And you got a great book recommendation. Close to shore, it's called. Close to shore. Close to shore. Get that book. And Band of Brothers, not a bad book either. Not if you haven't read that one. And also um, with the old breed, if you're looking for the Pacific theater.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.